Welcome to Color Me Dead. This is a true crime podcast, and we talk about murder and fuckery most foul in detail while using the darkest of humor. If you don't like words like fuck and cunt, then you probably shouldn't listen. But if you do, then join us while we fuck your feelings. Episode 51. 51. 51. And we're going to do... I don't want to do him, but I would like to discuss. Okay, fair enough. Robert, Robert Picton, the goddamn pig farming motherfucker. You pig farming I'm son of a bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but first, before we dig into all this material, we're going to say thank you to our sponsor, Studio Sweden. Get your awesome headphones at studiosweden.com. S-U-D-I-O. Use the promo code ColorMeDead at checkout to get 15% off your order. They're bitching. They are gangsta. Fucking bitching, yo. They're comfy, too. They are good. And they've got a great battery life on the over the head. You've got about nine hours for the earbuds. Mm -hmm. And... Um, if you guys are interested, they come in several different colors, and now the over-the-heads actually have caps that you can change for the design on the outside. Yeah, if you want to join our Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash Podcast. We have lots of sweet merch perks, t-shirts, water bottles, lanyards, hoodies, yeah, lanyards, uh, stickers, random stickers. Everybody loves stickers. Big thanks to our alpha dogs, Tiffany Piper and Clinton Toon, who are our major Patreon donors. Thank you. Major. Major. You're major. They got hoodies. Well, Tiffany didn't because she's too good for hoodies. So she's got to get a sweatshirt. So she gets a sweatshirt with no hood because she's the Antichrist. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you, Tiffany. You're the Antichrist. With your no hood wearing no. motherfucker. So also the book that we used on this episode series is called On the Farm by Stevie Cameron. And it's a it, it's, it's a doozy. It's a fucking doozer. It's a big book. It's oh it's a fucking doozer. Oh do you know? Oh did you know? I've been trying to work on a Canadian accent, so I, I know can, me too. I, I don't do it. No, it turns out being more Midwest for me, and I don't me know too. if there's a whole <laughs> lot of difference between the two. I don't think there is because all it's can... like North Dakota, Canada, Midwest. Like it's all know. just loops in together, I think. I don't know. So beginning with Robert Picton is known as the pig farmer killer, the pig-headed killer of all the names. This is probably my favorite. My favorite? <laughs> Pork chop Rob. <laughs> if there was a nickname someone could have, there is no better than Pork chop Rob. No, that's pretty clever. It really is. Sorry, I, I just got, I got so excited. I got so excited. So excited. That name <clears throat> makes me so happy. He was born October 24th, 1949, and he is from Coquitlam, British Columbia, Canada. And he went on a killing spree from 1983 to 2002. Just wow. a wee bit. Just a short one. Or just, just, oh. a, or just a few years. Oh, but what, what about when the roads were closed? From 1983 to 2002, this guy fucked shit up up mm. in his town mm. but before we get into all of that we're going to talk about his 
growing up and his background so that we can do our speculating on why he turned out the way that he did. I have some good speculations. I do as well. He was the second child to Leonard and Louise Picton. Now, we all know what can happen to the middle kids. And we'll get into that. Leonard's father was actually the first to have the farm. Leonard was born in England, July 19th and 8th. Oh, well, okay. Do you know how many times it took me to type that correctly? Fuck. <laughs> he, was born, he was born in England on July 19th, 1896. And his family emigrated to Canada when he was three. And he was known as kind of a lazy ass. And he worked on the farm and was a bachelor. Like, as he grew up, they didn't say a whole lot about his upbringing, or if they did, I chose, I decided that it wasn't necessary. Well, we're not talking about Leonard. We don't give a fuck about you, Leonard. In 1940, he met a chick that was 16 years younger than him, Helen Louise, at the coffee shop. Oh, Helen Louise, your coffee looks great. Can I have a taste? <laughs> that was Canadian. Only if you pour that cream on me. <laughs> oh, 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 don't you know, fucking hosers. Oh, but I like sugar. Can I pour some sugar on you? Oh, no. That was a horrible joke. I'm Why? sorry. Why? Because then it's pour some <laughs> yep. sugar on me. That's where I was going with In it. In the name of love. I think that uh, was the equivalent of a dad joke. <laughs> so... <laughs> Louise was actually born March 20th, 1912 in Calgary, Alberta, but was raised in Raymond's Creek. Um, his family was super shocked when they found out that he was engaged, and apparently Louise was one of the best decisions that he ever made. He now, was older, old, when old. they met, too, and so they thought that he was just going to live on the farm and be a fucking bachelor and farmer and never have and a woman. never leave and do anything. And I don't think he dated anybody, and then all of a sudden he's engaged to some chick that's like 16 years younger. And they're, and like, they're like, what the hell? Wow. <laughs> what in the French farmer? Leonard and Louise had their first child, Linda, in 1948, followed by Robert, a.k.a. Willie. A.k.a. Porkchop Rob. <laughs> I'm not going to stop. Men <laughs> As we mentioned on October 24th, 1949, and then David, the youngest one, barreled in at 1950. So they had their kids Fuck. in like fucking rapid succession, like Three bam, bam, bam. You, every year they made a baby. Nope. That's a that's a big fucking no for me. I'm gonna respectfully decline. Yes, not. Could so you imagine being pregnant literally for three years? No, no. I thought mine were bad. Twenty two months apart, my babies. Uh huh. Because I was like, God, I just had a first birthday, and now I'm pregnant with the next one. Fucking kill me now. Yeah. And well, they and don't even get first birthday. They only get a six week check. Dude, owie. Yes. Because that was like literally. Is your is your pussy healed? Your pussy, Porky. yeah. I, like, uh, uh huh. Yeah. No. Nope. Well, Willie or Pork Chop Rob, as we like to call him, had a pretty rough <laughs> childhood. When he was two, they lived in an old chicken coop, and they go get their water by lifting the floorboard under his bed to get the water from a spring that ran underneath it. And that was like all the running water that they had for a long time. Get out of bed. I need a drink. Oh my God. Could you, could you, could you, could you fucking imagine like you have to pick up a fucking floorboard and catch a bucket. Yeah. Like to I'm get so your water. thirsty, but Willie's sleeping right now. 
What am I going to do? Fuck it. I'm waking him up. I got <laughs> cotton mouth. In my mind, they're Southern because it's all I know how to do. So we're going with redneck Canadians. And okay. I'm just portraying it as redneck. All right. Fine. Okay. As long as we know. As long as we're on the same page. When Willie was three, he wrecked his dad's truck that was loaded with pigs into a telephone pole. Because three-year-olds should drive. Right. Anyway, they I don't know what was going on, but he was sitting in the, the driver's seat of the truck, and it started to roll. And his dad starts screaming, stop the truck! Stop the truck! And it was like a 1940 Maple Leaf truck that was a collector's item. Oh, so God. his dad's screaming at his three-year-old to stop the truck. And the pigs are, like, bailing off the trailer. So, <laughs> like, it's I, just fucking me. I have a picture in my mind, and it's funny. <laughs> But so all he he knew to like steer it towards the the telephone pole, and so he wrecked it into that. And his dad like flipped the fuck out on him. Okay, in 1991, he had this pen pal named Victoria, and he sent her an audio pen pal thing, but whatever of this story. And what he said to her in his audio letter was, "I turned around and the truck started rolling." The pigs all started jumping off, and my dad's running behind the pigs trying to holler to stop the truck. So his dad's, like, trying to field this fucking pigs everywhere. I imagine it's like playing fucking grease pig football, and he's trying to, like, dodge the fucking... Yeah. Dodge the pigs to get to the front of the truck. Fuck. Stop the truck, truck. Willie! How the fuck is a three-year-old... Okay, because, like... Let's think about this logically. That truck didn't have power steering. That kid's feet aren't going to reach a fucking brake. Unless it had a fucking handbrake and like he's going to have the hand strength to fucking stop it. The only thing that kid's... Yeah. The only thing that kid's going to know how to do is move the steering wheel because he's seen you do it. Like... if And the fact that he was smart enough to put it into a telephone pole, like... You got to give the boy some credit there. I mean, where where was it going to roll into, though? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. But he said he got the hail beaten out of him. And I don't know if that means because the truck beat him up when in, when it wrecked or if that if means... his dad got a hold of him? His dad. But I think that I'm leaning towards that Leonard beat the shit out of him. Well, who knows? Who knows? But he also got caught smoking <laughs> when he was like Four. four. Did you smoke when you were four? Um, no. Jumping back to the actual fucking case. Uh, Yes. Yes. He got caught smoking a cigarette when he was four. And so his mom did what any logical mother would do. Smoke this whole cigarette. It was was a a cigar. cigar, Which is even fucking worse. Worse. She made him smoke a whole cigar, and so he never, ever, ever smoked again. Because I got to imagine he was puking his guts out. Oh, dude, I can't. I can't wrap my brain around the pukes and the shits and the headache. I can't can't even stand the smell of a cigar. I can't imagine making your kids smoke anything at that age. I understand that you need to teach them a lesson. However, they're probably just doing stuff because they saw you do it. You explain to them because they have small, fragile lungs that they should not smoke. After he's forced to smoke a whole fucking cigar, he never smokes again. I wouldn't 
either. Mm-mm. No. She was a weird chick. Obviously. Uh, obviously. She didn't shower very much, and she let, like, all of her teeth rot out. Like, nubs. We were yeah, talking we about, talked the other about day. that. <laughs> like, where she just had, nubs. like, black little nubs in her mouth. Gross. Do you think she... Oh. I'm going there. Do you think she gave good blowjobs with those nubs? Or... I'm sure she did. Yeah. Sherry. Um, she also had some sweet facial hair, like a goatee going on, and not like what we are bitching about. We have peach fuzz. Well, I've got a few whiskers that I handle, you know what I mean? But oh, she had full whiskers that she know, did feel, not handle. I feel so bad when I see old ladies like that, because when I was a server, I saw a lady that came in on, the, on a regular basis that legit had a fucking but goatee. a lot of old ladies shave theirs. And yeah. that's not the way the that's not the way to go. No, wax it. Even if you fucking shaved it and took it off, but I mean, but doesn't that make it grow back thicker? Yeah, but at least it's not there for the time there. being. Yeah, uh, she had a high squeaky voice, is what her neighbor said, and she waddled like a duck. I don't know why it. She's just fucking weird cat. She was a short, stout woman, and she always wore a cotton house dress and a pair of, over a pair of men's jeans. Why? Like, is it just because you're that lazy? You don't want to get, you don't want to get ready for the day, so you, you, you double for pants. your shirt, and you just throw on a pair of pants, nobody sees your butt? I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And they didn't change their clothes very often. Like, no. At all. No. All of them. The whole fucking clan. Nope. Dude, it's like some hills have eyes shit out on this farm. It really is. The more I read, the more I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. I don't know how they had any fucking friends that wanted to hang out, but they did. Really? They did later. Yeah, a few. Rob, pork chop Rob had a little rat face like his dad, and the other two kids looked like the mom, so he was like the odd man out. The unattractive kid? However... It seems like a win-win to me. If you're going to look like sexy-ass Leonard with a rat face or a round face like mama no teeth. Like, fucking win-win. Their house, their property, and everything around them was like a literal pig pen. Just filthy. Fucking gross. All the time. There was nothing ever cleaned, and there was literal shit everywhere. Like, manure everywhere. They had 200 pigs at the first farm that they had that they're living in now, where we're talking about. They had 200 pigs that the kids fed before and after school. They had eight cows that they milked by hand. And old Leonard would deliver the milk to the neighbors. No. I would never drink that milk. No, look at his hands. I know. The hands touch the teats and it goes into the milk. And, he, and I'm no. sure that they didn't get out there and fucking wipe down teats before they milk. Or milked. wash their hands. I know. Ooh. Or the containers, that they, the, God. the glass, whatever, you know what I'm talking about, that they put the in. The carafts? Yeah, no. no thanks. No. Um, they were all so that. nasty that the neighbors actually called Leonard Piggy, which is kind of suck because that's my nickname. But he didn't. He, he didn't, didn't give a shit. Care, but he was called Piggy because he was gross. He was so nasty, like a piggy. And the kids were too. They only took a bath like once a week. But and they, they reeked. never smelled good because no. how do you wash the pig off? 
once a week. You could wash yourself fucking three times a day and still smell like a pig if you're doing what they're doing. Right. And you don't clean your house. like. And there's no. shit everywhere and you're not washing your clothes. No. They always wore hand-me-down clothes or homemade clothes. When he was five, his mom bought him a brand new outfit and he flipped the fuck out because he said it hurt him, like the starch and shit in it. Like it hurt him because he wasn't used to like clean clothes. New clothes. Yeah. Freaking weird. Go figure. Piggy and Louise treated Linda, the oldest and the only daughter, different. She would get like party dresses to go to birthday parties and she went to church because she was the only one that they could talk into going to church. They wanted her to be normal and have a normal life. But with the boys, it was like fucking whatever. You do you. You do you, You boo boo. Be filthy and disgusting and fucking. Wear whatever as long as it covers your diak. (laughs) I don't care. I, I, I guess. Yeah. So, because Willie, a.k.a. Porkchop Rob, was the middle child, we looked up a little bit of information on the middle child syndrome. And I actually took a moment to reach out to a few people that I knew were middle children and ask them some questions as well. Middle child syndrome is the feeling of exclusion. The effect occurs because the first child is prone to receiving more privileges and responsibilities, while the youngest is more likely to get indulgences and be given more lenient leniencies. Yes. I can attest to this. I ha- yeah, I, was gonna say, I have three <laughs> kids, and while I was rep- like typing out in your notes, I was like, mm, "Yep, I'm gonna get in." Yeah, you have to work on dish. <laughs> She's my little princess, though. My middle child is my mini me and my little princess. So, but uh, coming from a family of three with the two boys and then me, mm-hmm. I can tell you every bit of that is absolutely. True. Oh, yeah. My little um, one gets away with fucking everything and she gets whatever she wants. Because like, oh, shut yeah. the fuck up. I'm done being a parent now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier if I give it to you because you'll shut up and that's I that. I don't have the mental fortitude to fuck with you right no, now. I went through your brother and your sister and now I'm done. So the second child no longer has their status as the baby and is kind of left with no clear role in the family and feels left out. So middle child syndrome is not necessarily a clinical disorder, but it it is. It is. It is recognized in like mental health disorders and stuff like that. And we did find that through Wikipedia. Now, according to the University of Denver and Harvard, middle children are more likely to be risk takers and more likely to be criminals. They are independent at an early age. They're great negotiators and conflict resolvers. They're supposed to have healthier and happier relationships and are self-motivated. This comes from The Secret Power of Middle Children by Catherine Salmon and Katrin Schumann, um, a book that I've actually read briefly. They set expectations. Sorry, I was just thinking about Tyler and all this, my middle child. She's our, she's my princess, and so she doesn't have the negotiating skills. She kind of falls through the cracks with that because she's the oldest girl, too. Oh, yeah. So she's like, she doesn't negotiate. She just gets what she wants. Oh, well, <laughs> see. <laughs> they are supposed to set expectation, expectation, expectation. I have expectations of you. 
They set expectations and they make extra effort to draw attention. Now, this I know to be true in my own personal experiences because they feel like the attention is not on them as much as it should be. Bad attention yeah. is better than no attention. I, I'm not a middle child, but I'm the second child and I was the right. baby for eight years. So yeah. going from the baby and the only girl to fucking not really fast because there was six of them born after that like bam 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 yeah it was weird it was like well hey i'm still here do you know that you had me too and so it's i still think, like that i think that it goes one of two ways they either go above and beyond to excel yeah and bring attention to them for their like awards and everything else or not me they start acting out well same thing with my brother um supposedly they're more responsible i don't know about that behavior of the middle kid is directly linked to the actions of the firstborn according to kevin lehman who wrote the book the birth order book and i think i want to read that i do too because i my brother is an overachiever we talked about that last yeah. episode he was just smart naturally just smart and he's still an overachiever he's still fucking awesome and amazing and then there's like you know us uh, <laughs> yeah yeah uh they're more empathetic and driven by more justice than money and this is coming from a quote by amy mccready if i have to tell you or not a quote excuse me it's a book called if i have to tell you one more time <laughs> and i totally agree with that did i write that book because i feel like that's all i say <laughs> if i have I to have tell to you tell one you. more fucking time dude We've gone over this. Motherfucker, get your shit together. No more chips at the bathtub. How many times do I have to say it? That is a real fucking thing here. <laughs> oh, my God. Or so, cereal. That's cereal. the other one. Uh, yeah. So parents have a better connection with the middle child is what was recommended. Uh, like, it, as a, I don't know, dude. It was something that I read in an excerpt, expert expert at what excerpt the, oh jesus is that the right word i excerpt. don't know in a portion of this book <laughs> in just, a little piece <laughs> in a little piece of paragraph said that the parents are supposed to have a better connection with the middle child and i don't know how accurate that is well, for like when was. we were growing up versus now yeah that's how it was with willie his him and his mom had a better better connection connection and Tyler and I have a good connection because she's my mini me like right we're into the same shit we like the same things she likes to be pretty all the time and I think dance. my you know how they say like parents aren't supposed to have a favorite I was my mom's favorite yeah and I I know that because in her d- dementia fucking adult brain now she's told me. Like, I wasn't going to have any more kids, and then I got you, and I finally got a girl, and you've always been my favorite. I was oh. like, don't ever say that in front of the boys. No. I don't um, have a favorite. Mine are all so different that it's like, there's nobody that's the favorite. I love them all in so many different ways, because they're so fucking different, all three Yeah, of them. they are. And I think my mom had a good connection with Dave, because they, they were bonded differently, mm-hmm. but um, they didn't. The, in the book, it says they didn't really play with other kids, and but they played together when they weren't doing chores. So these kids, the Pictons, didn't really 
have a lot of friends. Like, they weren't going to neighbors' houses. They weren't having sleepovers. Who the fuck would want to sleep over at their house? Gross. Because <laughs> you go home with fucking fecal matter in your hair and bed bugs. I got the pink eye again at the pit <laughs> I got the conjunctivitis. <laughs> I can't stay there night there because every time I do, I wake up and my eyes are swollen shut from the shit that I get in there. <laughs> right? You should go to wash your fucking hands and you're wiping your... Oh, there's a microphone there. Bitch. You go to wash your... Fu- <laughs> fucking listen. You go to wash your hands, you're drying your hands off on a towel and it's covered in pig shit. Yeah. You're like... Why did I just wash my hands? Why? Ugh. You're just walking around. I don't know what to do with my hands. I'm not touching anything. Like you're getting scrubbed in for surgery. I just wash my hands. I don't dare touch a thing. You just fucking air dry them. Do the monkey dance. Sorry, I can't touch you. So when they weren't doing chores, they just chores. They played together and they would run out in the woods a lot together. Uh, Porkchop Rob was a mama's boy, and we briefly touched on that, and we'll get into it more. He was really so shy that he didn't really go far from her, and she would go out of her way to fucking coddle him. He was never really close to her dad. Now, I read that their father was kind of absent, you know what I mean? Like, Well, the mom like bullied him and told him what to do, so he was just like, quiet and withdrawn. Yeah. And he... But he beat them, I think. There's I a think he did too. There's a lot of rumor that, that he beat them. I think he did too. Like if like once we get into the thicker part of some of this, um, they say that he was, they say, coming out of the book on the farm, that he was an absentee father, that he didn't really have a lot to do with the upbringing, mm-hmm. and that he was a workaholic. And I don't know if that was because he didn't want to have anything to do with them or it, because he was described as lazy. So was That's, he trying to get away from his family because he didn't like him? That was my question. Because at first they said he was super lazy. And then it was that he was a workaholic. workaholic. Yeah. So what, what the fuck was he? And then he had Louise up his ass all the time trying to tell him how to run his shit. Stroking her beard. Fucking chasing him around in her yeah. fucking house dress. Yeah. <laughs> God. Ew. Give me your coat. It's raining. She never wore her own coat. She always wore his coat. Like, what did he do? I, I don't know. No one coat? He just fucking shares these. Like, we have a shit. We we hand me down up in this bitch, okay? <laughs> like, 99% of the shit my girls wear is hand me downs. They have like 15 coats, so. I don't know. But that's kind of the, the reason that I think he did thump on them. And mm. when they started to describe him as a workaholic, I'm like, I think he was just trying to, like, get the fuck away from his kids yeah. and his wife. So they did standard education tests, and shockingly enough, Willie was very low. He got held back in second grade, and at the end of his second round of second grade, he was at an average level. So there second was... times a charm. I guess. There was a little bit of improvement in his mental capacities and his IQ, but he still was not a smart man, Janae. I am not a smart man. So when he went to third grade, though, they put him in special ed classes where he remained the rest of his elementary years. When he got to high school, he took more vocational classes because they told him. Like, you're going to be a fucking blue collar motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Basically how you're it not, went. You're not going to be a fucking pharmacist yeah. or a scientist. So, so you should probably learn how to weld. You need to learn a few more trades, trades and, rather than. 
not to diss on welders that was just the first oh, vocation no. yeah. vocational trade that came to mind yeah they they were pointing him towards blue collar yeah his parents clearly were not helpful at home, not, like, helping him with schoolwork, not reading to him at home. They didn't give a fuck what his grades were. They were like, whatever. No, and I think that as they were kind of like, just stay on the fucking farm. Yeah, Slaughter as long pigs. as your pigs are slopped, I don't give a fuck what you're doing at school. There was a mental hospital right by their house. Like, I think it was right behind it. And then there was, like, five big houses on the hill around them that surrounded and that's where the doctors lived that oversaw the mental hospital. So there was a lot of doctor's kids in their neighborhoods. Neighborhood, just one. They only had one. One neighborhood. But the, So the Pictons clearly didn't play with them because there's nasty ass, piggy, poopy, whatever. Yeah. Dirty was, fucking kids. Yeah, there was even some more poor kids that lived down off the hill next to them. And they didn't play with them either because they were so fucking nasty. All the neighbor kids admitted to making fun of LPCR. Can we call them that? Is that a thing? PCR? It's like Pork Chop Rock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call them PCR. They all admitted to making fun of him the most because he was so quiet and reserved. And so then he was an easy target. Mix that with a smelly pig farm kid. There you go. It's like he's cut out to be made fun of. However, Dave couldn't say his alls. Oh, he so, he had that in yeah. that speech impediment. It's cute when they're little, but we're talking second grade. You know, and it's when they start getting older. Yeah, you're gonna get made fun of, especially if you stink. And yeah, yeah. So they're making fun of him, and they would call him like Elmer Fudd and shit. But on top of that, because there's not enough there, they both had high-pitched, squeaky voices like their fucking mother. Mm-hmm. Poor Dave. No wonder he murdered people. Like, I know. He was just set up for fucking failure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, pork chop, Rob, but it's the truth. That doesn't excuse your fucking bullshittery. It does not. We need to be nice to the hookers. <laughs> <laughs> A rumor went around that when Willie was little, he would go hide out in gutted hogs. Like, when he was in trouble or he wanted to get away from people, which furthers my speculation that his dad whipped on him. Mm, and that's where he hid because he couldn't find him in there. Like, where, the, where you have to be terrified to want to crawl into the carcass of a fucking gutted, gutted hog. Yeah. None of the Picton family confirmed that, though, maybe. Because all that was left by the time they're confirming was Dave and he doesn't fucking care. He, right. He was just a douchebag. When he was 12, he saved up, saved up, saved up $35 to buy a calf. And he loved the calf. He was going to keep it for fucking ever. And that's what he told everybody. He loved it, it so much. It was much. his baby. Yeah. It was his pet. It was, it, the world revolved around this. Bottle this fed calf. it and everything. Mm hmm. So one day he comes home from school and he couldn't find it. And he later found it hanging upside down in the barn because it had been butchered. It broke his fucking heart. As you could imagine, I couldn't take that, and I'm a grown-up. No fucking way. That's no why way. growing up on a cattle farm, it was really difficult to, like, when you went out and you would bottle feed calves, you'd be like, oh, my God, it's so cute. And Grandma and Grandpa would be like, do not Don't. get attached to that thing 
that is meat. It's going to go to slaughter. Mm -hmm. We're going to sell him. His mom tried to give him $20 to make him feel better. But he said no, and he didn't talk to anybody for four days, which, uh, he, he I fucking mean, scarred him. Yeah. God. A little girl named Lisa Yields said she first met him when he was about nine or ten. He was working at a shop with his mom, and he gave her a package of hot dogs. She said nobody had ever been that nice to her. We'll talk about her later, but... 30 years later, they became best friends. Ooh. She's going to come up later. So he at least was a, a nice little boy for a minute. For a minute. Minute. When Rob or Willie or, you know. PCR. What, PCR. Whatever we want to call him. Yeah. Was 14, the city purchased the land that their farm was on to turn it into a new highway and a housing development. I wonder what the fuck it smelled like after they got it outside. Oh, God, Do you think like it still that. sunk? Anyway, after the the city bought that land from them to do a new housing development on, they bought 40 acres on the eastern edge of Port Coquitlam. That, yep, that. Yep, that yeah, place. That. Yeah, that. So Linda, the older sister, was in eighth grade and had had enough of her family, so she moved to Vancouver to live with relatives and didn't really have much to do with her family after that. Fucking, I'm out. <laughs> like, fu like a blackjack dealer. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, I'm out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh, they had their farm. Ooh. Their farm. Farm. <laughs> I was trying to swallow. It didn't pan out. Farm. You betrayed me. My mouth betrayed me. They had a. Uh, they had their farmhouse taken off the foundation and moved to their new property. The farm was swampy and had quicksand patches, and it wasn't a good place to grow crops. But they weren't really interested in doing that. No. Now, this was a time where people didn't really have big freezers like we do now. So where you have the big deep freeze or the extra fucking fridge, oh, yeah. they didn't do that. I have all of those. I know, I me too. Two fridges and a freezer. A deep I've freeze. got my big freezer Yeah. outside. Mine's down here. The Pictons had a bunch of commercial-sized freezers, and they started a business called B&C Frosted Foods. Why where does B&C come from? That's what um, I want to know. I've racked my brain. And Bacon I and chops? Maybe? I, I, I like that. Know. Let's just go with that. Yeah, fuck. I, I don't I'm know. In. So this so. was where... So... <laughs> where Louise was the proprietor. They also had registered the farm as a business, and they called it B&C Frosted Food Bank. Three years later, she changed the name to B&C Lockers. They also bought a wooden building a few, uh, a few miles east of their farm where they kept a bunch of freezers and they called it the Meat Locker. Well, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. since they moved... <laughs> Can I the see your Meat Locker? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to start referring to my downstairs as, the Meat Locker. You want to see this Meat Locker, big boy? Take your pants off. You're about to come to the meat locker. You want to put your pork in the meat locker? You want to see what kind of meat I've got hanging here? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Since they moved, the farm grew significantly. They had now over 700 pigs and hundreds of chickens. 
Oh, I just burped. <laughs> and hundreds of chickens. The animals ran freely in and out of the house. And that really would just, I mm-hmm. think I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. I know I did because. It give you a fucking anxiety attack? I can barely oh handle my, my dog in here. And when she shakes, I'm like, Jesus, fuck. I can see the hair. Fuck. I'm going to have to vacuum oh God, eight dude. more times. They had fucking pigs and chickens coming in and yeah, out. Yeah, that's a little God different. what else. Like, do they have the baby calves coming in? Kitty cats and fucking puppy dogs. This is a whole different level uh, than my dog shaking and having hair go everywhere. Ugh. This is like... So you, you've got pigs, chickens, and God only knows what else wandering in and out of the house. Unpotty trained fucking farm stock Ugh. in your home. Could you imagine like coming out of your bedroom and just seeing like pig shit? And what do you think they did? I don't like, know. Like, do they have a scoop shovel in there? Or did they just leave it there? Because you know they know. didn't fucking clean it. I have no idea. So, the sure. boys would slop the pigs before school, at noon, and after school. The boys would miss school because there was so much work to be done that they just didn't get to go. They were still so nasty that pork chop Rob had an irrational fear of showers and the water on his face. One of the theories about this was his irrational fear of showers was that he liked the smell because he went to those hogs and hid inside them for comfort, for comfort. So that smell, that nasty smell was his comfort. Yeah. I don't know if that's real. That was just a theory. Well, we've got the psych evaluation that a lady did. They had talked about his desire to go and hide in the pigs because it was like a comfort thing for him. And that was also tied into why he had that irrational fear. And we'll get into that later. We'll we'll divulge the entire psych evaluation. I'll give you the lady's name and where you can find it. I bet that was fun. Oh, man. Oh, do you think she had like menthol or what is that shit? mentholatum what like rubbed this? in her freaking nose vix vapor rub in her nose <laughs> fucking tiger balm in both nostrils yeah. but um we hadn't planned on talking about that just yet but it pinged off my brain and i was like oh yeah i we, i remember this so we'll get into that later and give you guys some more information and we'll give you her name so that you can look up the psych evaluation further if you feel the need to do so but we're going to talk about it in depth but uh, and she, write her a letter to ask her what it smelled like. I don't know if... What did that smell like? I don't know if she did this the psych evaluation directly with him or if she oh. did the psych evaluation with questions from the person that was evaluating him and then came back to her. Well, and they said he freaked out about water being on his face. Like yeah, the, like to wash his face or anything. So probably because he never had it. Probably, or very few instances where you know he fucking ha- was in a shower do you want me to tell you a fun irrational fear about water on your face what me and sharks really oh literally but- jesus christ there's something wrong with speaking of psych evaluations oh yeah come see me bitch let's let's <laughs> so, see what's going on here so he dropped out of school when he was 15 and there were a lot of rumors that his father who was now 70 beat him a lot and we had touched on that Dave stayed in school and seemed to have more of a normal life, dating and things like that, but he got in a lot of trouble. This is an unsettling fucking story. It really is. It really fucking is. When I read it, 
I was, I went through like the seven stages of grief. Uh-huh. Uh, like in 30 fucking seconds of reading, I was like, <gasps> I, st- oh. I stayed in shock and then read it again to make sure I read it right. Right. Yeah. And then read it again. On October 17th, 1967, he was driving home and he was in his dad's red farm truck and struck and hit a little boy. On the side of the road. And they don't know if he was speeding or not. They didn't really say. They didn't really. Yeah. I don't know if he was distracted, but it was, it was later in the evening and it was dusky. He was not texting and driving. No, he wasn't texting and driving. Let's just get that out of there. Right. No, but it was later in the evening. So it was like sunset, dusky. You know, it could, maybe it was a little dark. Maybe you just like didn't see him. Seven thirty. Yeah, it was late, like seven thirty, seven forty-five. Or it was looking later. off, you know, when you're like looking. Oh yeah. Out at shit because you're on an old country. Or road. if you were looking down at the radio, or it didn't, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and you just didn't fucking see the kid. But he hit this kid. His name was Timothy Barrett, and he runs home right, and he tells his mom what happened. Well, he drove the truck home. Yes. Yeah. 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 That, well, that's what I meant when I, I say runs home. I didn't know if you meant literally ran home because no. they weren't very far from their house. No, they weren't. No, he's still in the truck, races home, tells Louise what he has done. Okay, And his dad. And he shows the truck to his mom and dad. And he's like, fuck. And so now I don't know if dad took the truck to the mechanic yep. right away and mom took him back to the scene. No, him and his dad went to the mechanic shop together. According to the book, like, I wasn't there, so I don't know for sure. According to the book, the dad and and Dave took the truck to the mechanic right off and told him that, they hit, that he hit a pole. Okay. Right. And mom, he told the mom where it happened. And she went there. She went okay, there. Okay, so the way that I read it on the article... Yeah. Online, maybe I just misunderstood. I thought Dave took her back there and then he took the truck to the mechanic with dad. It could have. So it may have been a situation where all three of them get in the truck, they go to the scene, they drop off Louise, dad and Dave then go to the mechanic. Speculation. I don't know how this all played out, you guys. And you know that they probably never really would tell the truth or whatever. Yeah, fuck. Fucking lies, 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. So they take it to the mechanic to get the dent out and take care of the headlight that was fucked up. And there was some paint missing. So the mechanic agrees to fix the headlight and the dent, but he wouldn't fix the paint. Well, and they were kind of getting mad because they're like, we want this done now. And he's like, this is going to take a minute. And they're like, but then none of the other dents in the truck are fixed. So fuck it. Like, just do a quick slap on whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Put some Bondo on it and fucking call it a day. I, From what I understood, they put like some house paint on it. Like just slapped a little bit of house paint on it. Yeah, well, because I read the mechanic was like, I'm not painting this. Uh-uh. Yeah, he did, he wasn't going to do he was it. Like, He's I'm like, I'm not doing no. that and shit. And so they were like, here's the little house paint. That, that'll work, right? So, shoop. The Louise. mechanic wasn't sold at that point no. either. That they had hit uh, a pole. A pole. Yeah. There he was like, I like I this is round and a pole isn't round. Yeah, I didn't know about this. So he only did minimal work. 
Mm-hmm. Like he fixed the headlight and he popped the dent, like beat the it's dent out. Late at night, he doesn't yeah. fucking want to fix it. And but he was like, "I'm not going to paint this." So while they're at the mechanics, Louise, fucking psycho with no teeth and a goatee, in her house dress over her jeans and her rubber boots, and she goes finds this little boy, who is not dead yet, but thinks that he is. And rolls him about 10 feet off into the slough, like into a ditch, like a watery fucking swampy piece of shit ditch. And then she fucking went home. Like, I'm just going to take care of this right here. I'm going to move it off the road. Yeah. And then I'm going to go home and go to bed. This poor kid actually had a skull fracture and a hematoma in his head. He had several broken ribs. Um, and a few other broken thingies. He had a dislocated pelvis and, uh, they say that the autopsy, the, the damage that was inflicted would not have killed him though. It was substantial. The official cause of drowning or official cause of death was drowning. So he was alive. He would have fucking lived. But she rolled him into a place where he couldn't get out of because of a cranial fucking hemorrhage, dislocated pelvis. Because it was only like two feet of water, if that, less Mm -hmm. than two feet of water. And he couldn't get himself out and he Mm -hmm. fucking drowned. Yeah. These are nice, nice people. Yeesh. His mom and dad actually went out like door to door looking for him. And their names were Phil and Lois Barrett. And they fucking searched all night. And they waited until about one o'clock in the morning to report it because they had gone to all the yeah. neighbors and the neighbors are like, uh, the last time I saw him, he was like down the lane. Didn't they even glass the Pictons? Yes, Yeesh. they did. And they were like, ah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't fucking seen him. So then at one o'clock in the morning, they make a fucking report and then it's being broadcasted the next day. Anyway, the next morning, that's when the mechanic was listening to the radio and heard the report that the kid had been hit and killed by a hit and run driver by the Picton's house. Mm-hmm. So he immediately thought of Dave, who rushed in late at night with a truck that needed to be fixed now because he hit a pole mm-hmm. with his dented-ass truck that was already fucking dented. Mm-hmm. He, called the re- he called the police and reported the incident with Dave. Uh, Dave had told him that he hit a pole, but the mechanic figured that he would call them anyway, and if it was nothing, no big deal. But if it was something, then he just saved them a bunch of fucking time trying to figure out who the fuck it was. Well, because the police and the Barretts go to that location and they see Timothy's shoe on the fucking road. Mm -hmm. And that's when they were like, oh, fuck. So they're searching around that area and 10 feet off the fucking road is their kid who is fucking face down in the water. Yeah. The police ended up getting a search warrant after the mechanic called and seized the truck and started to investigate the dents. In the dents, they found head shape. They found, like, weird different scrapes and scratches that had been covered up. Like, they found all the evidence they needed on the truck that it was... Dave. On December 16th of 1967, Dave was charged with a hit and run and was on indefinite probation and his driver's license was suspended till he was 21. Mm-hmm. Good job. 
Louise's role was gossiped about for years in their town. She even once told one of Willie's little friends what she did. She threatened to kill him if he told anyone. Well, she was never charged with anything. Uh Uh-uh. Nothing. And she never was, like, no justice was brought on her head in her involvement, which is incredibly sad because in that psych evaluation that we want to go into later is that she basically taught the boys that human life had no value Uh and that we can... Basically cover up anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, you did a shit show job of it, but I mean. Yeah. Try harder next time, Louise. Fuck. I guess. Because if they wanted to. Like, who the fuck? She had to have been not all there. Because, like, who goes and finds the body of a little boy that's been smashed by a truck and is like, heh, and rolls him off into a fucking ditch? And who, that's 17, he was 17, right? hits a kid and thinks it's okay to just go home and tell your mom and dad because they're going to cover it up. Clearly he knows that they don't give a fuck. I don't know, dude. That whole fucking thing was super bizarre. The mental hospital that was near their old house had turned into one for disabled and mentally ill kids. Willie would pick up kids from the hospital and take them to the farm for cheap labor because they were penny-pinching motherfuckers. He tried to return them around dinner time so he could get food out of the dumpster. His mom would cut, like, the nasty part off of the edges. Oh, God. And that's what they would eat for dinner to save money. Not that they didn't have it. They just, just saved didn't it. want to spend it. No. Ugh. Not at all. Cook. We're going to jump to early 1970. The boys... We're still living at home. Dave worked construction and Willie was working as an apprentice meat cutter. And he was butchering all of the family's hogs and cattle, which would end up being up to like 24 animals a day. Yuck. Pork chop Rob was a very polite motherfucker while Dave was a dick. Was I call a him douchebag Dave. <laughs> douchebag Dave and pork chop Rob. That's what I wrote in my notes. I'm like, douchebag Dave. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) They always talk about how much he said fuck. Like, Dave said fuck, but we say fuck a lot, but we know when and where. Like, when he went to court for shit, he was saying fuck to the judge. Like, uh, come on, even I know better than that. Well, I'm pretty fucking polite around (laughs) people, but you know. You know what I'm saying. What I'm saying. What I'm saying. But he never apologized to anybody about anything. I apologize for absolutely fucking nothing. As I apologize for nothing. Yes. I apologize when and where I see it fit. He did not. Everybody else was wrong. He was fucking just fine. Because he's douchebag Dave. Douchebag Dave. Willie was still awkward around chicks, but Dave wasn't. He had a girlfriend named Sandy Failour. Yeah, you take that one. I guess. In 1972, she was a beautiful blonde, and nobody understood why the hell she was with Dave. What the fuck's that party girl doing with you? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. In April of 1973, she moved into the Picton Pigsty. Yay. (laughs) She was 17, and Dave was 22. Her, Louise, Dave, Willie, Leonard, and some farmhands all lived there together. But they would, like, rotate beds. Like, they never knew where they were sleeping each night. That's fucking filthy, dude. Like, I I refuse to sleep in certain people's beds. Like, 
I am okay crawling in your bed because I yeah. know that in general it's clean. There might be some crumbs in it from the Ms. kids' Kay snack. Because thinks she needs to eat in the fucking bed while I'm not paying attention. Well, Fuck. and my bed's the same way. Like, sometimes I, my bed is really clean. I sometimes my bed, bed is full of fur. Yeah. And, and crumbs. And I have to fucking change the sheets and the fucking quilt and shit, like, twice a week. But yeah. there's, like... I won't crawl in just anybody's bed. You're in this bed tonight. But if they're no. living in the fucking pigsty to begin with, they don't give a fuck what bed they're sleeping in. They're like, I don't, I don't care. Whatever. Willie's outside sleeping in a hog. You don't give a fuck. <laughs> fucking nice and steamy. Nice and steamy. Oh, it's a fresh one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> there was a former employee who referred to the farm as a creepy looking place. And it was guarded by a 600 pound boar. Uh, his name was Bill Hiscox. And can I just stop and say, fuck that. Yeah. Because my family had pigs when we were little and they were big to me then. They're fucking big to me now. And 400 pounds. It's like me and you together. We are literally a A ton ton of of women. women. We should tell that story because that was a great fucking story. But this fucking pig um, and it had a name and I forgot to fucking write it down. But this thing patrolled the fucking farm, like just willy-nilly fucking free roaming, used to chase and kill the dogs and bite people and shit. Yeah. And do you remember the movie Hannibal? Did you ever watch it? No. Okay. That's a negative. So there's a scene in the movie and you guys, I'll try to find a clip of this, but as like a torture slash killing method, they tied people to these stakes and they released these giant hogs that were like starving and would like race out to the bodies and start like chewing and And mauling them why i haven't seen it okay fair enough i got scared in the first five like 10 minutes i tried once of hannibal i gave it a valiant effort or silence of the lambs hannibal okay yeah like i love all of those fucking movies because i like the psychological thrillers but Yeah, they have these giant boars that come like running out and start gnawing on them. And if you've ever seen a boar's teeth or a boar's tusks, it's quite terrifying. Anyway, so they've got a 600 600 pound. Oh, 600. I thought you said 400 for some reason. And I was like, so it weighs more than us. It's us and one other bitch. Oh, no, it's 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 me, you and one and one more hefty hefty hoe, hefty hoe, 600 pound. Like, standing four and a half feet at the fucking shoulder, just running around this fucking farm. God yeah, damn. D- <laughs> no. And, dude, full-grown boars with the balls full of testosterone are aggressive motherfuckers. Like, they're not nice. But that's, like, one of my irrational fears is being eaten alive. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be a, a bear, an alligator, a pig, fucking... A shark. A shark. <laughs> Yeah, like, I have some fucking weird, (laughs) irrational fears about shit. Yeah, right. Leonard was 83 at the time and had nothing to do with the day-to-day operations. Louise took care of everything and she bullied him. So I'm assuming that was kind of like caregiver abuse as well. Like, I'm gonna run this farm how I want, Leonard. You shut your fucking mouth. Well, and she was 16 years younger. So she's still quite spry and has it in her to fuck shit up. Well, since Leonard wasn't really an active member of their family, Willie referred to his younger brother as dad. Weird. Mm -hmm. Telling people not to tell his dad 
and shit like that. Like, don't, don't tell him that I called. Don't tell my dad. He would even refer to him as daddy. Like, I don't tell, don't tell daddy. Yeah. And it was kind of like a joke, but not a joke. But he had the mentality of like an eight year old at this time. Yeah. Because I think the, the, when they tested his IQ, it was 80 or below. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't. He wasn't all there in the upstairs. No. And I think that with Leonard being a piece of shit. And not being present, and the only time he was present, I think he was thumping on the kids. Speculation. But him and Dave still had a relationship. He kind of looked to him as a father mm-hmm. figure. And I don't know the IQ level of Dave, but no. anyway. And he was more outgoing and knew more right. about the world. Where He finished high school where uh, Willie dropped Didn't. out at eighth grade. Yeah. And... You know, so he kind of looked up to him as somebody who knew what was going on. Or maybe Dave just assumed the role. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. Dave and his girlfriend had a daughter in January of 1974. And then another one a year and a half later. Ew. He just fucking rapid fire. Just baby, baby, baby. In a pigsty. Yeah. Fucking, oh, I wonder if she had her babies on the kitchen table. Andre Louise. Get me some hot water and a fucking bunch of towels. The towels are all covered with pig (laughs) poop. (laughs) I wonder if she she put her bandana on and she took care of business and they went back out on the farm five minutes after that baby was born. She's out there fucking... Oh, kicking pigs. She put it on and her bellow- teeth, fed it up, <laughs> wrapped it up, and they went back to work. Umbilical cord still fucking yeah. hanging out of her. God. She, she cut that off with a with a kitchen knife at dinner. So Sandy worked just like the farmhands, even with two kids. Willie was driving truck. Dave was working construction and eventually started a business with Sandy's brother, hauling manure from farm to farm for people's yards and gardens and shit like that for fertilizer. Willie... I didn't add this in there, but he was, you know, yeah, how no, he was Willie. apprenticing before as a meat cutter. Six and a half years. He had like six months left to actually become a butcher. A butcher. And he, yeah, I'm out. Willie had started getting pen pals. Most of them were women. Sh- shocking the fuck out of me with that. Wow. He met this chick that lived in Pontiac, Miss- Michigan. 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 In October of 1974, he decided to take the first vacation of his life and go and meet her. Before he left, his brother decided to take Willie out partying. He got so fucked up that he was falling all over the place. This was the first and the last time he ever drank. I'm sure that his hangover was fucking immense. So they say that he was like planning to go meet her in October. And then they were like, when, when he healed up, he took off. He didn't leave until January. It must have been a hangover. <laughs> he went off to find Connie Anderson in January on a six-week bus trip. He worked his way through his mid uh, through not his Midwest, but through the Midwest to get there. This was the first vacation he's ever taken in his whole entire life. In a bus trip? Yuck. Yuck for who? Everybody else on the fucking bus. <laughs> exactly. Fear gas. The motherfucker didn't wash his deck skin. <laughs> you fucking know he did that. <laughs> if he doesn't wash his face, you know he's not washing his dick. If he is, it's a fucking one and done. Uh, and it's not clean enough. Oh, God. Could you imagine any... There's a lot of folds mm-hmm. on a man's yeah. downstairs, as are on a female. <laughs> but the things that get trapped in a man's gens 
this makes me want to die just a little bit thinking about it. He told that pen pal Victoria that we talked about earlier. That Victoria. In- Victoria was his audio pen pal that we were talking about oh, right, at the right, very right. beginning. We're going to flash with her a little bit because she had good information. Okay. He told her that in his travels, he was asked to be a male model. I doubt it. But let's roll with it. Let's do it. And Did then, you see Robert Picton in like a Calvin Klein I fucking have, ad? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what went through my brain was Robert like Picton standing there with his, with his fucking comb over <laughs> yes. and just pig shit everywhere <laughs> and his pants hanging down and Calvin Klein waistband hanging out. He smells <laughs> so bad that you can see the smell like on right? the billboard. Dude, every picture I've ever seen of him makes my vagina pack up my ovaries and fucking leave. They're like, if you're going to keep looking at this shit, bitch, we're out. My fucking shit bye. turns to dust. <laughs> because <laughs> I don't have ovaries I've got shit. tumbleweeds fucking rolling yeah. through my chotch. Like when I go to go to the bathroom, <laughs> just dust falls out. It's like, this Fuck. used to be the shit that makes, you know. It used to be a horny maker in there, and, and now, now it's, it's just fucking, fucking dry as a kitty litter box. <laughs> <laughs> it's kitty litter, and the cat's trying to climb up in there. <laughs> no, bitch, no. Oh. If you wake up and your cat's trying to scratch fucking uh. shit over the top of it, you know things went south. You know you've licked it too much, Willie Picton. Oh, All right. <laughs> Back. It's like that scene from fucking Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> God. All right. I love that part. Jesus. And they so, were going to pay him. $40 an hour. And he turned it down. Right. I believe that when we shit turns Turns purple and smells like sherbet. That's what it is. (laughs) I can't remember the end ever. And that's fucking Super Troopers. Super Troopers. Yeah, but our shenanigans are funny and cheeky. (laughs) What's the name of that bar that you like to go to? With all the shit hanging on the walls. Oh, shenanigans. Oh, you mean shenanigans? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Once he met Connie in... Pontiac, he decided he was in love with her. She was the love of his life, and they were getting married. The reason that she didn't, that they didn't move to be together, is because he couldn't leave the farm and she couldn't leave her job. Weird, though, that eventually fizzled out. It was over. The love of my life is gone, <laughs> just like that. Leonard died of cancer January 1st of 1978 at the age of 91. Around the same time, Sandy and Dave split, and she moved out, which devastated the fuck out of Willie. He was more upset about Sandy moving out than he was about his dad dying. He even proposed to Sandy to try to get her to stay, but she said no. I don't know why. He's so handsome. On top of all of that... One of the piggery barns, that is a literal word that they used, like, I'm not a pig farmer, I don't know, burned down, and it destroyed 600 pigs. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. That bacon. I know. I'm wondering how I don't want to be a disgusting human being, because that's fucking sad, actually. It is, but do you think it smells as good because it's not cured? That's what I've been wondering this whole time. Like, what did the burning pigs smell like? I don't know. I'm sad that they all burned. That's fucking horrible. But what did it smell like? The next year, Louise was diagnosed with cancer. Willie took care of her, like, gave her a bath whenever the fuck she took a bath, which I don't know how often that was. 
changed her diaper, took care of her till like the last two weeks of her life she was in a hospital. And when they hauled her off in a stretcher, she was still like barking orders and like looking at it and shit. She like she wouldn't just lay down and let it go. She she, like, just lay down and yeah, die. Just, God, just do it. They hauled her <coughs> off in the stretcher, took her to the hospital where she died at age sixty-seven on April first of nineteen seventy-nine. So she died quite young. She did. I wonder what kind of cancer it was and was it at the farm was it something to do with all their lifestyle choices uh, i don't know i don't know so louise's death really bothered willie and i don't know but dave didn't give two shits about her dying or about his girlfriend leaving he ended up with a new one named vicky evans yes. like within a st- that fast. I don't give a fuck if you move out. Louise left a strange will for all three of the children. They owned the farm together now. The strange thing was that Willie was to get a lump sum of $20,000, but had to stay on the farm until he was 40 until to get the rest. He was 30 years old at the time, so he had 10 years to get like the lot of his inheritance. He was pissed. He bought a 1977 Ford pickup for $20,000, and he was so mad about his mother's betrayal that, I don't know, he was just like, fuck it, I'm going to blow it. Well, and they were worth a shit ton of money. So the other, the older and the younger could come to their money, which I think it ended up being like $88,000 each, and this is in the late 70s yeah but she's yeah it's because she died in 79 but she's like here you get this bloop but that was to save him from himself like the skin box shave me from my shelf she was trying to save him put it in the skin box i don't know why or if she was trying to keep him at the farm or did she think that he was just gonna take off but this was her plan i don't know did he have the mental wherewithal to properly manages funds because if you go back and we talk about his fucking iq he had the lower standard and so would he have been able to i mean he went out and spent the twenty thousand that he got on a fucking truck why would you do that why wouldn't you keep it to live off for well yeah and that's i think that's why she was trying to save him because what if he got $88,000? Right. I didn't know. What is he going to do with it? Mm. Hookers and pills. I mean. I, blow. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Going back to Willie, he was still living in the basement of the farmhouse. He's still nasty, smelly as fuck. In fact, his brother was always giving him shit about being so gross. Sometimes the basement flooded and his nasty, smelly shit would just sit in the water and make the whole house stink even worse. Uh, I know. Why wouldn't you move the fuck out of that? You're just going to live in your own nasty fecal f- flood? Gross. And he didn't give a shit. No, he didn't give a fuck. In the early 1980s, he had started going to livestock auctions. He had clients he bought livestock for. At the auctions, he went by Bob. Professional. So I'm a professional. professional. Here, call me Bob. I mean, I don't know how unprofessional it was in this line of work. So, whatever. At the farm, I'm Willie. At the sales, I'm Bob. 
In Show me high, some respect. In my high squeaky pitch voice, this is my brother Dave. He can't say his awes. <laughs> this is my brother Dave, and he likes some poke. <laughs> poke. Poke chop wob. <laughs> I, I love how he's turned southern because we can't do Canadian. because we fucking are retarded. We're retarded. Okay, Dave. Okay, Dave. Sometimes he bought livestock and butchered it. He would package it and keep it in his parents' old meat locker. He, I can't take meat locker fucking serious I now. I really can't either. He had butchered for six and a half years before he quit to be a truck driver, but he was still a shitty butcher. Like <laughs> They were always six, talking about what a shit butcher he was. Six and a half years, you still fucking suck at it. He killed animals either by slitting their throats or shooting them in the head with a nail gun. That's not an uncommon practice. I did not just so you know. know that. That yeah. freaked me out. If you like ever, uh, th- no, you'll never watch him. There's several documentaries that you can watch that where like PETA went undercover or there's one. Oh, fuck. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but Joaquin Phoenix actually narrated it. And it's in regards to like slaughterhouses. And they'll do this thing where they actually like the pigs will come through and they'll take a blowtorch and they'll burn the hair off of them so that they don't have to shave them or whatever. While they're alive, God, they'll burn the fucking hair off of them. And then when they get to the front of the line, they put chains around their feet and they pick them up yeah. and will cut their throats. That's what he did. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about the burning part, but I know he'd put the, put the chains on them chains and lift on them. them first. Yeah. It's fucking horrifying shit. No, there's no fucking way I would do that. No. I think... That there's a humane way to harvest meat. He often bought ugly animals because they were cheap and he would slaughter them. So instead of buying the pretty livestock that, that, you know, people would show or would go for more money or were used for breeding, he'd buy the ugly ass shit and eat it. To get rid of the unwanted parts, he would use Dave's backhoes and bulldozers. Bulldozer. (laughs) That's a nice bulldozer you've got there. is the backhoes and bulldozers to dig big ass holes and then dump all the bones and whatever parts were left over and then cover them up this is not an uncommon practice either we did it on our farm the brothers were actually running a chop shop chop chop like not pork chops chop shop as in material cars cars to be exact with the brothers of the Hells Angels. They would dump off bikes and vehicles, and the Picton brothers would cover them up with a bunch of dirt. Willie liked to hoard cars, so he would run the chop shop, and then he ran the farm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was like a weird car hoarder. He would, like, bring weird cars and shit. Like, I didn't... I don't know. I don't know either. He had a few teenagers helping him on the farm, and he wouldn't pay them. When they called him out for it, he would tell them... That he could get rid of them to scare them into continually working without getting paid or going the fucking way, going away and getting new help. Yeah, he would be like, I can get rid of you and nobody will ever find you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, the Hells Angels were also bullying said teenagers, making them steal cars for their chop shop. And when they stole cars, they got paid, though. 
So they weren't as mad about that. Like, Willie was just going to kill him and, and hide him. And fucking bury him. Yeah, but. The cow bones. But the Hells Angels were going to pay them. So they're like, yeah, what? Yeah. All right. Yeah, all right. In the summer of 81, one of the boys got arrested for stealing cars and the other two boys got arrested shortly after. This is when the police discovered they were stealing cars for the Pictons. They recovered a bunch of vehicles from the property because they ended up getting like bulldozers and uncovering shit and finding a bunch of a bunch of stuff. Stuff. However, nothing much came out of the whole thing because the police or what they call them in Canada Mounties. Mount me. That's a nice mount me hat. <laughs> mount me. Mount me. Not right away, but after a couple of beers. <laughs> I need to hit some ass. About to fuck your pig. How about about that? They were busy with a serial killer named Clifford Olson. One of his victims was named Janet Henry. She actually survived his attacks, but ended up being one of Porkchop Rob's victims. We'll talk about it later, but that's just a little tidbit. A little hint. A little hint. You could give him a little hint. After all this went down, Dave's girlfriend of 11 years, Vicky, had had enough of his shit and bill. But he got a new one shortly after. Of course he did. A single mom of two girls named Kathy. She lived on the farm. And like Dave's girlfriends before her, she also worked there. He Like, are, are these all manly chicks that already know how to do this shit that he picks up? Or is he training them? I don't know. Or just fucking desperate, or I don't, I don't know either. They were making good money, like busting ass, making good money. So I mean, you walked into some when I dick feel and a job before I got sick, <laughs> it was easy for me to do lots of things. Like I yeah. grew up on a fucking farm, bucking bales and chasing cows and fucking branding them and all that shit. So I don't know. I worked on a farm. And I was little. I was not little. I was little. I bet I worked on like a ranch for 12. four years and I don't want to do it again. No. Anyway, pork Many chop ways. rob. No, pork chop rob. Back to the pork chop rob ranch. So after f- Kathy moved in. The farm had turned into a big party spot for all the bikers. Lots of barbecues, lots of drinking. Dave was a workaholic. He had the d- a demolition construction business that he worked sun up to sun down. But... Would have parties at night, barbecues and shit at night, too. He always bought the booze and the drugs for the parties, but he didn't do drugs and he rarely drank. He didn't like being out of control. Willie would cook for the barbecues, but was unsociable. Would you really want him cooking your food, though? No, and I heard, I I heard, I read a little bit that he didn't cook the food from the farm. He would buy meat. Interesting. He would say that their pigs were sick. Mm. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. They were eating hookers. He would hang out long enough to cook the food and then he would leave. Because just like when he was little, he's just not a sociable person. No, he would like bail. He did hang out a lot with with, uh, Dave's girlfriend's kids a lot. Like he was good with them. He'd take him out to ride horses and he would take him to the sales and stuff with him. Like he was really good with the kids fucking weird i don't know about that i don't like I, it I at don't all like it no it gives me a fucking unsettling feeling there's something that will give me an unsettling feeling he was super fucking weird about a smelly room in his room okay he had a horse's head yes he did there was this horse that he had bought 
a, a while ago that he loved because after his mom died, he decided he was going to ride horses and whatever. Well, the horse got lame and he had to put it down. Instead of just putting it down, he had the head stuffed by a taxidermist, taxidermist. and hung it on the wall. <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> no. One day he caught Dave, Kathy, and their friend Karen. It was one of yeah, just a mutual friend pretty much that hung out at the farm all the time is who Karen was. He got them in his room. He got so fucking mad that he spat in Kathy's face. Yep. It was like, if I ever find her in her again, I'll fucking kill her. And he was not kidding. Like, that wasn't, wasn't just playing. an empty threat. Like, no, he was he gonna was, fucking kill her. It was legit. Yes. Another time he got pissed at Karen and threw a glass of milk in her face. Like, they were all at the dinner table, and he got pissed at her and tossed a glass of milk in her face. She told people how weird it was, and or how weird Willie was. She would tell everybody, like, he's a fucking weirdo, and he's got this mean-ass dog that he fed raw meat to that would, like, rip your limbs off. That's how she explained the dog. Mm-hmm. Weird? Okay. Yes. So? Okay, so... I wonder if that weird dog was that boar... That big boar. She just didn't know the difference. She's fucking stupid. Dude, I don't know. Fuck that thing. I wished I could remember what they fucking called it. I'll have to go back and look, but... Do you think the cleanliness of the house changed when his mother died? I am not 100% sure. I'm hoping that they at least close the fucking doors to the livestock out fucking side. I don't think they had... Like, I know that you can potty train pigs, but I don't think they put that much effort into it. I don't think she even potty trained her kids. (laughs) I think they just decided they could, you know... Like, fuck it, they're feral. Fuck it. So now we know that he has a temper. Most of the times he was very chill. But when people got in his personal space... Not chill anymore. He had started driving around the area of the town where prostitutes, drug addicts, and homeless people were hanging out, which was kind of a funky part of Vancouver. Hmm. Uh, He had also started making dumps of extra animal parts. The dump just didn't happen to be where all the prostitutes hung Hmm. out. Well, the laborers at these dump spites, dump spites, dump spites, Dump sites usually inspected anything that was dumped there, but since he dumped there so often with animal trimmings and bones and shit, they just really kind of were like, fuck it, we're not really going to inspect your load. Can we just stop (laughs) with inspect your load? I'm going to inspect your load while it's all over my belly. Inspect your load. That's what it reminds me of is inspector gadget, but we're going to do it in the fucking tone of Inspector loads. No. <laughs> I'm gonna need to ex- inspect your load. Would you blow it on my belly? Ooh, oh. goodness. Yeah. Or on my leg, my tits. I don't give a shit. Wow, gonna, Nick. Well, it's been a while. <laughs> Sorry. Good God. He had another guy that would help him dump these loads. <laughs> I not being a, like <laughs> how was I not being immature when I typed this? Like I, I can't fucking I have clearly been stressed out lately. <laughs> because now it's funny as fuck. Like before I would never have written this and now it's hilarious. 
Everything about you want to help me dump this load. You want to help me dump my loads? If I don't have time, will you dump the load for me? Oh my! They they won't god. inspect your load. You're fine. Oh my god! My god! It's oh shit! So Willie had another guy that would help him dump, <laughs> help him dump his loads. <laughs> the loads of animal trimmings, not from his balls. I got fucking nothing, dude. Like my maturity level is fucking it's gone. gone. Packed up my fucking adult jeans and fucking left. I've never had such things. So, right. <clears throat> so Willie had a helper, another guy that would actually help him go and dump these loads of animal trimmings. And he thought it was super interesting that he would leave so many big chunks of meat in there. And this was from ninety two to ninety six. Ponder that. He said that he would leave like these big chunks of meat, and they mm-hmm. were like black or something but it it looked like meat that you could use most farmers didn't don't, get rid don't of fucking that waste meat. right you don't waste it's a hooker's ass <laughs> it's a chunk of buttocks <laughs> there's these chunks of fucking meat in there that appear to be viable hmm interesting hmm. i don't know <laughs> this is where we're gonna leave you <laughs> we just can't we just, you guys over. We just gave you the tip. Just the tip. Just to see how it feels. Now Don't worry, we'll give you the whole thing. We ain't that mean. No. But it's not I gonna mean, be today. It's, it's not gonna be right meow. Uh now that we have a look into the Picton fuck ups and the fuckery most foul that encompasses their growing up years. We can get into some really good shit next week. We're going to give you the week to soak in there. What we just told you. Yeah. Moving on. We're going to wrap this up. If you guys want to get some merch, you can go to colormedeadpod.threadless.com or redbubble.com backslash people backslash colormedeadpod. And we have lots of stuff up there for you guys to check out. And we're going to add some more. Yes. New designs will be available soon. There's one new one available right now on Redbubble and Threadless that was made by Tom. Yes, the My Mouth Betrayed Me is up. Yes. And uh, he did a good job. He did a great job, and he's the proprietor of Horde Taste. Yes. So go check him out. Uh, I've been working diligently on some new designs. We'll get those up. I've asked for feedback on some. Some made it into the cut, some did not. Yeah, if you see everything that's getting posted, it's not posted because it's all new. It's posted to see, see what you, you guys, think. Yeah. What you think about this. And so people will give us input and Angel will fix it. I don't have shit to do with it because I don't do that. I don't know how. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but there's different stuff. There's a few that we're going to be doing for stickers, some that I'm going to put out for hoodies, some that I still have to manipulate for backgrounds would you like to manipulate me mm. what makes you think i haven't already manipulated I you i know you have <laughs> you can get your gory gal signature bath bomb and more at the purple lotus online.com use the promo code deadpod 15 you can get either one of our signature bath bombs or the one we made together called the body farm and it's delicious and they also have a lot of other stuff. They have CBD oil. They have crystals. Crystals. They don't have crypto gel. Just crystals. Yeah. And they have all sorts of different uh, products and, and services there. So definitely check that out. You can 
Get yourself a true crime fan dream with the Just Killin' Time box. It comes with lots of different material. Our last one had t-shirt, coffee mug, uh, serial killer playing cards. We got a book, a magazine. Yes. So much stuff. So much stuff. And you can get it at justkillintime.org. Just Killin', K-I-L-L-I-N, Time. Org. If you're in the Uena Basin area and need a realtor, contact Sir Ray Milliken with the Eclipse Real Estate Professionals at 435-219-4858. And you can always check us out on social media, guys. You can find us on Facebook at Color Me Dead Podcast. We also have the Color Me Dead group. We're on Instagram as Color Me Dead Podcast and Twitter as Color Me Dead Pod. You can follow me on Instagram at gory underscore Nikki and at Entune on Twitter. I have a couple more that I want to shout out. Um, also, one of our friends, uh, Nicholas West, he came out and dropped his podcast, The Comeback Podcast. And I'm so sorry. I don't know his co-host name and uh, I completely spaced it. So please forgive me. I'm a simple son of a bitch. But Go check them out. They do missing and unsolved cases of missing persons. In Ohio. In Ohio. And uh, you've got to give him a lot of credit, them both, for uh, putting the effort into this podcast. Because he still works full-time job as a long-haul trucker. So a lot of the stuff that he does, he does from the cab of his truck. So you got to, like... Mm, Good fucking work. I learned a lot just from the one episode. Like, yeah. About the Crime Stoppers. Uh-huh. And about, yeah. The so person definitely covering is Brian Schaefer. Yes. The disappearance of Brian Schaefer right Which is now. really fucking strange. It really is. Like, I went through so many scenarios in my head. I'm like, I'm what like, the fuck, fuck the happened? Fuck? Where is he? So go check out the Comeback podcast by Nicholas West, Pete Kolk. There's another podcast you should check out, Yeesh. and you should check it out even more because we're going to be on it soon. It's called Learning How to Cuss with Adam and Chuck. Yes. And we're going to say lots of bad fucking words with them. We're going to teach them some new ones. <laughs> <laughs> I asked them what we This needed. one, like, you see me turn into Carface from All Dogs Go to Heaven, where my fucking horns curl and my <laughs> eyes get red, and I'm just like, <laughs> And we're recording late at night, so our wits will be about us and maybe some beers, too. I don't know. I didn't know. I don't know. It's probably going to have to be a night where Angel just stays the night at Nick's. Yeah. Because... We all know that Yeah. one leads to four, and yeah. then we don't leave the door. No, we'll be cuddling. Either Spencer's coming to pick you up, or we're just going to cuddle. Mm-hmm. I think he comes and gets me all the time because he, he like, is jealous of the cuddles. Probably. I know he is. He's like, bitch, I'm cuddling with a dog, and you're cuddling with her, so... I'm coming to get you. I wanted to give a shout out to Jordan Lemons. She is friends with Kevin from Mirths and Monsters. And she gave him a message about how she was freaking about when we mentioned him. So I said, let me mention her. So hello, Jordan Lemons. Hello, darling. Hello. Hello. All right. That's all I got. How about you? 
Um, no, that's it for me. How about you take a shower? Okay. How about everybody takes a shower? I took a fucking Willie shower Pickton. earlier today because usually I'm talking I don't. about Willie. Oh. Why'd you point at me? Like, well, I, I realized that I'm everybody. gross. I meant for everybody. Like, I realized I'm gross. Because I, I wanted you to say, take a shower with me. That was my cue, but you missed oh, it. You fucking so... missed it because you're worried about your shower. God damn it. Okay, so everybody takes a shower. Everybody take a shower. And, and stay, stay out, out of chalk, chalk lines. lines. Goodbye. Like, I did take a fucking shower. What the fuck are you talking about? That was my cue. That was my cue. Like, Everybody ah, take a shower. Yeah. I was like, yeah. That means say it with me. Oh, oh, sorry. Now you know. You didn't read my goddamn mind. <laughs>